TJ Logan, and with me, as always, my good friend and partner in crime, the gentleman Elio Canella. Elio, how is it going? How's it going, eh? Oh, it's going good, eh? <laughs> so, how how's your week been? What, what? Oh, it was great. I mean, I was doing all the gentleman stuff I do every week. I was at nightclubs schmoozing the ladies. <laughs> um, I was out just walking in the mall, having girls giving me their phone numbers, wrestlers folding me off the wall. It was crazy stuff, legend. It was a, it was a crazy week. I'm glad to be coming down. How, how was your week? Well, I tell you, I had a crazy week. I went to a live event. I got an interview, which we will mention later on in the show. And it's just going to be a great show this week. So when they say we get into all the rumblings and all and everything. Sounds good. You know what, fans? I'm... In Canada, sometimes we have backwards day. Yeah, Today I'm was backwards day for me and me and Elliot. We switched roles there for a moment. I'm telling and, you, uh, I wanted him to. to <laughs> you were telling me what it was fun, wasn't it? I, I had to. I, I, I got shoes. to experience what the legend is like. A day in the life of the legend, T.J. Logan. Oh man, I got <laughs> I got to be the gentleman. I got to be the gentleman. Man, how you're a chick magnet, gentlemen. You are a chick magnet. I, I don't know how you do it. I'm just a, 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 a married man with a with a kid, but you, man, you are out there cruising and schmoozing. You're like Ric Flair. I'm out there styling profiling. Styling and profiling. <laughs> Offering girls ride on Space Mountain. It was incredible, Elio. I, I got to say, well, you know what, folks? Uh, all craziness aside, you are watch, listening to WPOV Global. And uh, yeah, we got a great episode today. You know what? Uh, legend earlier mentioned that uh, that I did in fact go to a live show this week, and uh, I got to see something incredible. We're going to talk about it. I got a bit of an interview. Even got a little viral video. We're going to try and post somewhere mm-hmm. on the page so you fans can get an idea of how insane <laughs> some of what I saw was. And uh, I saw that. That wasn't that wasn't insane. It was insane, and that little video has gone viral, so I wouldn't be surprised if wrestling fans have seen this. I was there live. I, I had my phone up, taping this thing with just wow. about everybody else in attendance. It was so crazy. Wow. Uh, but, you know, before we get started, let's get into uh, the news of the week, the rumblings and the rumors and, and the injury reports. Okay. All right? Now, I wanted to start All off right. today's uh, – well, actually, you know what, Elio? I know you have some news. Why don't you start off with today, and I'll throw in my, my two cents. I do have some news. Uh, so the first uh, piece of news I have is from AEW. At uh, on the most recent episode of uh, Road to Fighter Fest, Brandy Rhodes announced that at All Out they will be revealing the AEW Women's Championship. 
Wow. Wow. Is it is Dr. Britt Baker, you think, going to be the first um, women's <laughs> champion? No. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandy Rose makes herself the first champion. Um, you know what? I, this may not be a... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to read the room here, and I can't. But uh, why not this... Uh, what was her name? Nyla something? Um, the trans- Nyla Rose? Nyla Rose, the transgender one. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The one you're talking about is... Uh Sunny Kiss. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the big girl who was in uh, our, I guess, oh, guy yes, girl. Oh, yes, yes, Nyla Rose. Yeah, Nyla, uh, Nyla Rose. Rose. you're right, yes, um, yes. She could very well be, you know, she was the first transgender uh, woman to be featured on a uh, on a, such a giant forum. And uh, mm-hmm. let's face it, AEW is really being very uh, cutting edge here. Uh, this might be kind of the news thing that would really catch it attention around the world. I mean, this is a big issue right now of, of transgender people and people with, um, you know, too many hormones, too less hormones. Is it fair to women and men? Who knows what kind of repercussions, but I bet you Nyla Rose capturing the AEW Women's Champion, being their first champion, would definitely make a lot of waves. Indeed. That, that would be interesting. Okay. Uh, anything else you got? Um, in uh, Impact uh, News, uh, Impact continues to have problems. Whoa, that company's uh, with, uh, still around? Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> they, they continue to have problems with uh, the Pursuit Channel. The first, they're not returning from break after 20, for the last 25 minutes of the show. Then they're airing the wrong episode. And then this week on the Twitch feed, there's someone in the control room pulls up the Google Chrome window <laughs> yeah, during the broadcast. Oh my lord. So uh, hopefully, they, they, they hope to have uh, to find a better platform to perform on by the fall. Wow. Okay. You know what, Elio? Uh, fans may have noticed in the last and and, uh, and also apparently, uh, sorry, I know apparently, uh, also LAX's contract is coming up soon as well. Well, you know what, um, fans? You may have noticed that last week, and you'll notice this week that we uh, no longer were covering Impact, mm-hmm. and that was because we found that. Not a lot of people yeah. are actually watching Impact, and it was becoming a chore for me and Elio to watch it. They were some of the worst wrestling programming I've seen in a while. For for every, it's too, it was just too, it was just too painful. Yeah, and for every little good kernel of of corn you'd find in there, the rest was a turd. You know, and um, the, <laughs> the ironic part, though, I, I got to say this, Elio, I was I had a bit of extra time because there was no New Japan this week and I'm used to watching, you know, eight, eight thousand hours of wrestling a week. Since there was no New Japan, I had a little extra time <laughs> and I went and watched this week's episode of Impact. And damn it, if it wasn't probably one of the best episodes I've seen in a long time. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Was, I, I, really? I, I didn't get to watch it. I, I might have to go back and uh, check it out. For a show, that. it was pretty darn solid for a change it had some interesting stuff wow um there, there of course was some stupid stuff you know but uh mm. it was actually not too bad of a match but <laughs> that's only one time you do this two or three weeks you know what i'm going to watch impact for the next two weeks and if it still makes it at least a tolerable okay. show we might start picking it up again but if we get any turds in the next two okay. weeks where it's staying dead in the toilet because it was painful. Me and you trying to trick each other into covering that show was getting a little sad. <laughs> I, always got, I always got saddled with the impact. Yeah, yeah. I always slipped that in there too. I'd always be like, hey, you want to do our awake? That's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, here's impact. <laughs> All right. Uh, any, anything else you got to report out there? Uh, that's why I, I have a, the, 
That's about it, actually. Okay. Now, I'm going to... There's uh, nothing else on my Okay, end. I'm going to touch on... Uh, first, uh, something that's going on, and I, I almost was wanted to say it's... Because who knows what the conjecture is behind it. But um, recently, there was a bit of a Twitter war between uh, WWE champion, uh, I guess Universal champion, Seth Rollins, and Will Ospreay. And um, it, it, it... Yes, I don't get this. I was reading about this. Now, it, it all kind of started... Where uh, a little while ago, Rollins had posted up uh, our first, like you know, Will Osprey had uh, posted up something about being, um, you know, like being uh, how things were going really hot, and I'm not sure how, but for some reason, Seth Rollins replied with uh, a comeback that had, had re referred to uh, kind of downplaying Will Osprey and calling him little guy and saying, "Hey, we have someone just like you in our company, and he just won a major championship." Of course, referring to like Ricochet, right? <laughs> Right. So, so you know, um, it turns around that um, uh, Will Ospreay said, um, okay, and I got the, the text after this. Will Ospreay answers back with, you love adding stuff, don't you? I mean, the original question was, find anyone else alive who does what I do as well as I do as often as I do it. And that was the original post. And he didn't bring up anybody, okay. but Seth Rollins had to make fun of that, right? And so he continues on. He says, right. no talk of money. No talk of ricochet. You said anyone. Here I am. Just as consistent, just as good. Hope the back heals up. Then Seth Rollins <laughs> replies, I mean, if you want to talk numbers, we can care, compare bank accounts too. P.S. <laughs> saw that one. That's counting a month of me off with a broken back. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Will Ospreay again. Goes back to Twitter and puts up fact of the day. Will Ospreay wrestled more matches in 2019 than WWE uh, Rollins. Catch up, little guy, wow. he says. And then to make this even wow. worse, Baron Corbin chimes in with, <laughs> with, more, with him saying, more important fact, Baron Corbin has wrestled more matches in 2019 than Will Ospreay. Another fact, I don't actually oh, wow. know who you are, and I just wanted to be a part of the convo. <laughs> Jeez. So the the West ending all. Will Osprey replies with a no wonder Ross sucks. No. Oh wow! Now wait, now uh, didn't I mean something about Chris Jericho was getting in on this as yes, well? Yes, Chris Jericho also had um, <laughs> Chris Jericho piped in to to send on to uh, Rollins' page that says um, he's actually taller and bigger than you are. Just saying <laughs> against wow. Seth Rollins, right? Uh, I don't get Chris Jericho. Ah, uh, yeah. Again, I don't get Chris Jericho. I don't know. I, like, like the more I hear from him, like, it's like I'm so done with that guy. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes he says some violent stuff. I mean, the next post he posted after that, he posted a picture from uh, from this week's Raw where it talked about the tug of war. And he wrote, yeah, this is what I want to see on a wrestling show, a mm -hmm. tug of war. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, that was a fan had replied. See, now was, that's uh, funny. That's fun. Yeah. So that is funny. The, but I'm, I'm saying, like, stuff, stuff like that is funny. But, like, other than that, like, Jericho is just, I don't know. Well, here's the problem, I think, is um, lots of fans are wondering, is this some kind of angle? Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins. Well, the, the fact of the matter is mm -hmm. um, New Japan and the WWE are never going to work together. Not, not the way things are right now. Um, and it, it's, right. it's kind of, it's really dumb for Seth Rollins to do this. I mean, he is like, he's the universal champion. He's one of the most well-known men in wrestling in the world. And mm -hmm. by him talking about 
Will Ospreay, I mean, let's face it, you know, being fans of the indies, we know who uh, Will Ospreay is, but your average WWE fan has no clue. So for Will, right. for, for Seth Rollins to go out and say this, now you can guarantee many people who've never knew who Will Ospreay is have looked him up now. And that can't be good for you to direct attention to your competitors, you know? <laughs> so this kind of nonsense is something I think that the WWE should maybe talk to their people about of not getting into these things with wrestlers not signed. I mean, what if this been an AEW guy? Then all of a sudden, you know, Rollins, sure, he's insulting and putting down uh, AEW guys, but then he would be also highlighting them to people who may never I have known their if, names. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if uh, Rollins is going to get yelled at for this. I don't know. I don't know. If he, if he hasn't already. But, yeah. <clears throat> so that's a weird kind of news item that had been popping around. Next, I want to talk a bit about a rumor. And uh, the rumor that we're hearing right now is that the WWE is trying to uh, court uh, Joseph Fatu uh, of uh, the Contra unit from MLW. Ooh, ooh, Jacob Fatu. Uh, Jacob Todd, sorry, yeah. Okay. Jacob Fatu. And, <laughs> sorry, and uh, this is really, wow, this is kind of, this is back like in the old days, man, when like uh, a group got together and then WWE or WCW would like, you know, sign one of them away just so you could break up the group or make it less, you know? Right. The Contra unit finally making big waves in MLW is, believe it or not, as much as we may have disagreed with some of their matches and some of their, their look, they are considered one of the hottest acts right now in indie. So taking mm -hmm. a key player like Fatu out of there uh, really disrupts right. their, their thing. So in some ways that could almost be... Like, it didn't seem the WWE really talked to Fatu before. Now that he's making a name in another group, it seems a little jerky. That, But that is the rumor out there that the WWE is uh, actively trying to look at Fatu. And if that happens... Oh, yeah, he's, he, sorry? He's, he's going to be uh, down in Mexico uh, facing Tom Lawler for the championship. Right, but uh, I don't know his status in MLW. Um, I mean, they keep, you know, they keep talking about how Contra unit is unsigned, but that's not true. I mean, they ought, you know, they wouldn't be dumb enough to create a, a great big wave like that and let these guys be picked off. So, uh, that is the rumor though. WWE, obviously. The same Impact Wrestling. Yeah, the same Impact Wrestling. We're 80. We're, who knows who the hell's really working for us this week. Um, so yeah, interesting thing. We're going to try and monitor that fan, see what more comes out of that. Uh, also, I'd like to throw out there is, um... Uh, an injury report, Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana being injured recently may not be able to compete Ooh, wow. on the on the upcoming ROH date that he has to defend uh, or to actually take a run at the Briscoes with Nick Aldis. So uh, that's another mm -hmm. situation that's uh, listed as day-to-day -day right now. And uh, we we uh, we never really want to see anybody injured. I mean, we even the people right. I put in the book and, and act like a jerk too, I really don't want to see anybody injured. And uh, right. let's hope the best for Colt Cabana. I mean, he's finally yep. been wrestling for the last uh, year here uh, after such a hiatus out of wrestling, you know, making some great waves. You know, we saw him in Japanese tournaments. We saw him all over the place. So let's hope that this is just a minor thing and that uh, he'll be back onto the road to recovery. Now, folks, we like to run a poll every week. And uh, mm -hmm. today's poll is relevant in more ways than you probably understand. And in saying that, it's because earlier... Um, Elio had mentioned that I had went to a live event and that we had talked about something crazy I saw. Well, it coincides with what today's poll's about, all right? And today's poll, the one that we ran, 
uh, was very interesting. A large number of you turned out, and I want to thank you for that. Um, however, very close in the votings for this. The question, and Elio, I'm going to throw the question out to you from what you know okay. and from what you've seen and from you know your impressions. I would like you, you to answer the question. And the, the question was, is Teddy Hart overrated or is he underrated? Is he a, somebody that's just a bunch of flash and nothing really? Or is he a guy that really people should be looking at and that he's much more talent than people realize? What is your opinion on this one? I think he's, I'd say it's underrated because uh, he he is talented. I've seen a lot of his matches uh, like since watching MLW and uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, Teddy Hart. Okay. At first, like, I was trying to figure him out, but he started growing on me. All right. Now, um, I have a very strong opinion about this, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. I have known Teddy Hart for nine years. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest, uh, when I started uh, the very many wrestling various shows I've done over the years, Teddy Hart was the first big-name wrestler that I interviewed. Um, mm -hmm. It was – we played that interview a couple weeks back, episodes back, it was a crazy out there interview. You remember that crazy one where? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I remember. I was trying to figure out where he was, where he was going. With exactly. That. Well, you know what? Over the years, I've interviewed Teddy probably about four or five times. Uh, fifty percent of the interviews were as crazy as the first one. <laughs> Two of those interviews, the other fifty percent, were very analytical and very well done, very composed and professional. And um, mm -hmm. the thing with Teddy Hart is this: okay, he is underrated, folks. Um, we're going to, I saw him this week perform one of the most craziest matches I've seen in a long time. Uh, he took on a former student of his who he had trained, started training 16 years ago, a man who I've mentioned many times on the show from Western Canada, who I think just needs a chance to break out. And that's, that's God's gift to wrestling, Michael Richard Blaze. Now, Blaze was a student. He started at 14 years old, started training with Teddy Hart and, um, this was his first match ever with Teddy, and they destroyed the place, man, in front of 800 people in Edmonton at the Nate Gymnasium. They they destroyed the place, man. Um, the finishing clip, which we're probably going to try and put up on the thing, and it went viral, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if many of you saw it, uh, involved a 20-foot ladder being placed in the ring, another ladder yeah. going from the bottom turnbuckle to the first ladder, making kind of a bridge, right? And then on yep. top of that ladder, a table was placed. And then from the top of the ladder, Teddy executed a Canadian destroyer. So that is a rolling, flipping pile driver, th 20 feet up, through a table, through a ladder. Craziest stuff you've seen in a while. And uh, the guy, you know, the reason I think people are wondering, call him overrated, he's been wrestling for at least a decade out there, okay? Mm -hmm. And yet... You've never really heard of him in any big companies. You've heard all the crazy stories about him. And the problem is, you know what, Elio? He actually was signed to the WWE. He was signed to the WWE twice. He's been let go twice. He has been signed by ROH and was let go. He was signed by Impact and was let go. He's been signed by every major company pretty much out there, but has been fired. He do you think they would take another? Do you think uh, WWE would take another chance chance at uh, him? Ah, uh, I would. After the interview I had with him and talking with him and seeing uh, how great they've been doing on MLW, I would hope so. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things he talked about at the end of his match, he grabbed the mic and he talked about uh, 
how his struggles and he said he knows he's done a lot of crazy things he said right. a lot of things that probably he shouldn't have said and regrets um mm-hmm. the man is one of the most talented wrestlers i've ever seen uh he is so smooth and and, and exciting in what he does and executes the problem with teddy in the past is teddy has been his own worst enemy um he didn't want to listen to people. He didn't want to listen to bookers. He wanted to do things his way. You'd watch matches with Teddy uh, years ago where he, the first five minutes he'd do all the finishing moves and then spend five minutes of just grappling. And then you'd be very confused. Like, uh, how did the guy take, you know, 20 finishers, get up, and now they're just going to wrestle? Like, you know, he just didn't want to do things anyone else's way. But now he's shown us in MLW that he can compose himself as a champion. He can carry it the... Obviously, MLW is very high on him because the Hart Foundation is all over MLW. They are definitely the biggest act. Teddy, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., these guys are in demand across the U.S. right now. And uh, The H2 videos are still terrible. Yes, the H2 <laughs> videos are, are something else. But uh, I think he is underrated and... Um, I think he – I really hope that somebody gives him a chance and gives a hard look at him now because after talking with him, it was probably the most even-keeled I've ever talked with Teddy, you know. So w- next week, folks, I am going to uh, – we're going to put up an interview that we had with Teddy Hart. It's about four and a half to five minutes long. It's right after that crazy clip you saw about a half hour later. He was suffering what he thought might have been a concussion. He tried to talk to me as best as he could. He started getting a little loopy at the end and said, hey, man, you know, like – I got to let it go. Like, I, I, I'm not feeling good. So we only got that right. small interview. Uh, but you know what? You folks came out. Quite a few people voted on this. And the result was right down the middle. 48% said overrated. 52% underrated. And I got to tell you, wow. the 48% of you who say underrated or say overrated, sorry, take a chance and look at some of the MLW stuff that Teddy's been doing on the wrestling wise. Look up some of his newer stuff. You'll see the man has got so much talent, and it is just a damn shame that he's not in the WWE. Here's a man who should be uh, in New Japan. He should be in one of the biggest you know, venues around because he definitely has the talent. So, fans, thank you for voting for us. But you know what? There were a few comments. Let's take a look at some of the comments. There wasn't a lot, all right? But you know what, fans? You contribute into the conversation. We will give you the props. All right, Kevin Curry wrote underrated yes kevin gonna have to agree with that and then i think this next set of comments kind of really touches where a lot of people see it right now uh steve denny wrote he is right where he should be at this time to which our good friend tony from w uh pov uh, wpov said steve denny do you think the wwe could handle him steve replies tony i actually asked my wrestling girl not seen heart enough to answer and then wrote again, but no, he's too much of a wild card. And that's the problem with Teddy Hart. He has painted himself as a crazy wild card that a lot of people just don't want to deal with. And I think it's a shame because I think he's starting to mature a bit. And I would like to see him on a bigger platform before he gets too old to be able to do the crazy death-defying crap we see out of him. So I want to thank you folks for uh, for your comments. Um, peace. Please feel free when when there is a poll. If you have like uh, if you have some comments that you want to say, some input, we'll definitely uh, we'll, we'll weigh them in. So yeah, so fans, uh, like once we'll say again, fifty two percent voting that he is underrated, 
48% saying he's overrated. So you know what, folks? It, this was a close one, but uh, I got to say I agree with uh, I got agree with the people who say he's underrated. Yep, underrated. Now let's take a look at New Japan Wrestling this week. Now, fans, okay. there were no cards to report on this weekend. It was a bit of a lull and a break, but this is great because we're gearing up to the G1 tournament. All right? And last week, we announced all the wrestlers. This week, we're going to take a look at Block A and talk about the 10 wrestlers okay. in there. We're going to discuss a little bit about them, what their chances are, what we see them doing. And then maybe we'll try and pick a wrestler or two each who we feel might be able to make it to the next round of the tournament. Remember, this is a round-robin tournament. Each of these men are going to have to face each other, or at least face nine other guys, before they even get a chance to go on to the next block. So... All right. Are you ready for this, buddy? I'm ready. All right. In block A. Let's start off. We'll go. Um, we'll start off with Kenta, the former Hideo Itami. Now, Kenta is a neat choice. He has not competed yet in New Japan Pro Wrestling, at least not for years. However, we've seen him. We know he's talented. Um, how do you feel about Kenta in this field? Do you feel he's got a great chance, or do you feel that maybe he's just going to make a strong showing? I like Kenta in uh, this field because um, New Japan is uh, where he's where he's more at home. Like when he was in the WWE, they just like totally misused him, and he had all the he had all the injuries against him. So I like to, I like uh, him in the this uh, block A field. Okay, um, I think he's going to make a good impression in here. However, I'd like mm -hmm. to caution the people, him returning to Japan, he was a light heavyweight when he left. Now he's going into a heavyweight tournament. So it's not like he has a lot of experience with some of these bigger guys. However, being in NXT, he did obviously face men bigger than him. Uh, extremely talented. He's got the shackles thrown off him. I'm going to say he'll face, uh, in my opinion, I see him finishing somewhere in the middle of the card. He's going to have some wins, but he's also going to have some losses. Okay, next up, New Japan light heavyweight champ, junior heavyweight champion, Will Ospreay. Now, Will Ospreay, obviously oh, coming yeah. off this great tournament, he defeats uh, Shingo, who had gone through uh, undefeated, now wants to compete yep. in the heavyweight division. Um, I got to say, I'm going to start my analysis of this one. Um, Will Ospreay, obviously one of the most talented men we've seen in a long time. He does things that make you go, wow, that was pretty incredible. However, yeah, however... He's in here in a very strong block with some really strong guys. I think Will Ospreay will do a little bit better, in my opinion, than Kenta, but he will still not be in the top three in his block, I don't think. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, he's, he, he will do well. He, But I think, yeah, I think uh, the same. He'll just uh, do well in this block. All right. Next up, but, Lance yeah. Archer. Now, Lance Archer, this humongous man who spent most of the time teamed up with Davey Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer stands at about six foot seven, massive scary dude. Mm -hmm. However, let's yep. face it: in New Japan, he does not have very much experience as singles competition. Um, I think he's going to play the bit of a spoiler role, but I really don't see him maybe taking maybe two, maybe three wins at the very most in this tournament. I see him finishing at the bottom. I do see him being a hard obstacle for some of the smaller guys in the tournament, Alakenta, or maybe uh, Koto Ibushi, yep. but. Um, I, I don't see him having a spectacular tournament. You got you you want to weigh in on Lance? Yeah, I'm not uh, really uh, familiar with Lance. Not not a big not a 
Big fan of Lance Archer. I like, I like a Davy Boy Smith Jr. better. A little better than uh, okay. Archer. How do you think? Do you think Lance going to finish at the top or the bottom of uh, Block A? No, he's going to be he's going to be at the bottom. Okay. Uh, moving on, another uh, perennial entrant, very big man who actually finishes quite poorly most years. Uh, Bad Luck Fale. Bad Luck Fale, who is lucky to take <laughs> one or two the entire time, but. Is can be a bit of a spoiler, you know. He's usually the guy who will like knock off the number one guy, or he'll you know get the pin over the champion during the tournament and then not win anything else. Last year, him and the right. last year, him and the yeah. the Gorillas of Destiny just went on kind of a, a kind of a douchebag tear where they just interfered and cost their own matches. I don't think he got any points in last year's tournament. Um, I'm going to say against. Well, and then that, that's what that's what. Um, sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. Oh no! I was gonna say that's uh, going off of that. I was gonna, I was gonna say that's why I th- I'm not I don't see anything from Bad Luck Folly in this uh, tournament. Either do I. And uh, going off what you said about last year. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I don't really think Bad Luck Folly even really cares much about championships and stuff. He seems to be just out there <laughs> doing his thing, enjoying yeah. what he does, being part of the Bullet Club. You know, uh, I think he once again will be a spoiler to some people, but. He definitely will finish at the bottom. If, if anything, I would guess either him or Lance Archer are going to be the lowest uh, numbered competitor at the end of the rounds. Uh, next up, Sonata. Now, Sonata is interesting. I did oh. notice that this year, Sonata, they're giving him more of a look. He's developing more of a personality. Mm-hmm. you got to wonder if this is where they're going to let him break out somewhere. Now, my prediction for Sonata is he will do really well. He'll show us. He may not finish in the top three. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a pin on Kazuchika Okada and has a title shot later. I, however, don't see him winning the block and advancing to the next round. Then we have Evil. Evil, his tag team partner, who for a long time seemed to be the strongest, stronger competitor of the two, now is starting to take a bit of a back seat. I see Evil kind of finishing middle of the pack, but I think Sonata definitely will be over him but what an interesting match that that forces evil and sonata to fight each other once in this tournament they have to match up against each other you know well, that's gonna be an interesting match it will be yeah that's gonna be interesting then kota abushi now kota abushi is a man with so much talent but here is a guy who's just a heavy risk taker um does a lot of crazy stuff um I think he'll do really well in this tournament. I think he'll finish maybe third. I don't see him going to the next round. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, Tanahashi, we know, has been recovering from a bad shoulder. Um, He's definitely not had a lot of wins. I think maybe he might get a, you know, like, he might get one impressive win over one of the young comers. And he'll be solid most of the tournament. But I see him finishing strictly in the middle of this tournament and not... Not even sniffing close to going to the next round. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., the British Rev Pro champion. Now, he introduces something very different to this tournament. His style of wrestling will be so much different than everyone else in here. Definitely his his, uh, grappling, his submission style, his old uh, British style wrestling definitely will be something that will catch a lot of people off guard. However, I'm going to predict that... Zack Sabre Jr. finishes in the middle of the pack and not in the last two uh, slots. I don't see him going on to the next round in this tournament. And then, of course, the number one content, uh, entrant in here, Kazuchika Okada, the current 
IWGP heavyweight champion. You know, he has everything right. to win and nothing to lose here, you know? Um, and I think sometimes when champions get entered into the G1, they kind of step back a bit and save themselves because they know, you know, they could go on a tear and win the tournament, but then you're still picking your own def- your own uh, person to defend the belt with later. So it's not like they're really winning anything. Um, I do see Okada having a strong showing, um, but I do not quite, I don't think he's going to uh, be in the final in this one. Um, looking over, now we've gone over all these guys. Um, who do we pick to go on to the next round? I'm going to say keep an eye on either Sonata or, you know what, I'll say Okada because he's the champion and one of the highest raiders here, but I'm going to go with Sonata or Kazuchika Okada, okay? And the Okada, like I said, it's all up to him. He has, it's, it's up to him to win or lose. Elio, who are your two picks? I'm going to take Sonata and I'm going to go with uh, Sonata and Okada. You're going to pick the same as me. Alrighty. Yeah. Probably for a lot of the same reasons? Yeah. Sounds fair. Well, no. I, I just like, uh, yeah, I like uh, Sonata and uh, Okada is pretty cool. Um, he's uh, he's going to do good. The, the, the black uh, horse winner here, the one person who I picked may surprise us, the one who I'm not 100% sure of where I'm seeing, oh. is I'm going to have to say that Zack Sabre Jr. could, in fact, surprise me and be the guy who makes it through this block. It's really hard with his style of wrestling to gauge how guys are going to react and uh, wrestle against okay. him. So he's he's the outside contender possibly, but I'm still looking at Sonata or Okada. So folks, the G1 tournament is coming up in a couple of weeks. We will be covering those matches. Uh, next week, me and Elio will go over Block B, and there are lots of cool people in that one, including John Moxley okay. and Jeff Cobb. So there's some interesting entrance into that one. Yes, Jeff Cobb. So, uh, you know what? I think we're going to go to a break. When we get back, uh, we're going to go into our regular shows. We're going to talk some NXT UK. We're going to talk uh, some MLW. And we're going to talk some ROH Wrestling. Get into the old Book of Shame. And uh, we'll be back, folks. This is Flip Gordon. And you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. And we're back, folks. Now comes the portion of our program where we talk about the three main shows we watch every week. We're going to start off with NXT UK. Gentlemen, tell us a little bit about what happened this week in WWE NXT UK. All right, so this week NXT UK uh, was a little different, had a different setting because they were in Derby England at the Download Festival. It was weird, eh? It was like outdoor, like in a tent. Of course, we had a... Uh, yeah, it was outdoor. It was different, but I, I don't know. It was kind of different. I kind of enjoyed the show. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like when the... Now, the opening match of... Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. It was kind of like the what? I was going to say, it's kind of like when you see some of those American like fairs and speedways that they have a wrestling match on. You know, this big outdoor tent and stuff. Kind of a different feel, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we have a Cash Sono defeating Kenny Williams in the opening match. Now, I don't know. I'm... You know, you know how I feel about Cash Sono. I'm not a fan of Cash Sono, but this match, I don't know, Kenny Williams on his own. <laughs> what did you think of this match? You know, Kenny Williams is kind of a small guy, and Cassius Ono was kind of a big guy. And it, it looked really odd. <laughs> this yeah. big towering dude, just, this little guy. Yep. Um, I got to give Kenny Williams props. You know, he has all kinds of interesting, and he's a fast mover, and he got lots of cool moves. Uh, Cassius Ono, sometimes he can get a little sick of a shtick, but he's effective. 
lots of heavy hitting in here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I was surprised, and I didn't think really for one minute that Kenny Williams was going to beat Ono. And uh, then we had a promo by Imperium. That these guys, I I like these guys. I like Imperium. Except I'm not sure how about that new guy. Uh, Alexander. Uh, what do you think about Ings? Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say Alexander Goff. I don't know how he fits in, but apparently yeah, they're going to bring. Um, I guess I'm good. Apparently they're going to. Yeah, they're going to bring honor back to their to their sport. Oh, I think I lost. Sorry, Elio. Looks like we lost your audio totally. Um, <laughs> sorry, you were saying. Um, oh no, I said I think they're saying that they're going to bring honor back to their sport. They're here to protect their sport, and NXT UK must obey. So let me get this straight: the heels who cheat are going to bring honor back by cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that logic. Gotta love that logic. That's how bullies think. <laughs> that's that's about it. I like I like them, but you know what? You're right. You were asking about Alexander Wolf. I'm not sure what to say about this guy. Um, he did not do much for me in Sanity. Yeah. Let's see what he does in in uh, Imperium. Actually, fans were chanting Sanity during their promo. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> then, then of course, we, then we had Norm Dar with his. Uh, he's trying to like. Take uh, Kenny Williams under his wing. <laughs> you know what I say in moments like this. Next. <laughs> Next. And then, of course, Gallus defeated the Hunt. Oh, I know what. The Hunt. Okay, so since they're facing Gallus, they must be faces, but I still don't like the Hunt. Um, This is just like, this was hard. I don't know. You know, I'm so uninvested in Gallus, and I really don't care about the Hunt. They're such jokes. Yeah. Um, I just... I, you know, I barely remember this match because it was so boring and snooze, and I didn't care much about it. So, you know, it was like drinking cold tea. Well, I watched this match at 6 a.m. How did you manage to stay awake? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I woke up at 6 a.m. I'm surprised this match didn't put me back to sleep. Okay. Well, let, let's go on now. <laughs> but, but no, the main, the main event was uh, the Women's Battle Royal for the number one contender to the NXT UK Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this this one, I kind of like this match. Okay. I like parts of it. Um, mm-hmm. What I don't like is if you're going to show people's entrances, yes. show them all. But, you know, they opened up with, like, a bunch of people in the ring. Oh, I know. That's the one thing that I didn't yeah. like. They, they, they yeah. open up, and then they show us the three main or three or four main girls come out. Well, that just tells you that the other girls aren't meaning crap. You know, it just already buries these poor women. Yeah. Um, it was an okay match. I thought the ending was cheesy. I mean, how many times have we seen that ending? Somebody's, oh, I've won. Oh, I didn't know the one person was still there. And they run in and get the win. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and what does it do? It gives Kaylee Ray a chance, but it makes her look like a coward because, you know, she hit out and then ran in and threw it. So yeah. how is she supposed to be a tough guy or a good guy? But uh, I don't know. I There was good parts <laughs> of this match. Uh, I love Jazzy Gabert get, being eliminated and going ape, ape crazy. Um, I did. I did. I did like seeing Jenny get eliminated. Yeah, that was pretty good. She got a good one. Um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. All in all, <laughs> it was an okay. It was an okay match. How would you rate the show itself this week? Um, I'm gonna go with maybe a B minus, but I did enjoy. I did enjoy like a, it was a different setting than what we we're usually used to seeing inside an arena. So okay, that one it was pretty cool. But I'm gonna go with a B minus. All right. I- I'm yeah. going to go with a, a C, just because um, the Gallus and the um, okay. the Hunt stuff was terrible. Uh, the Battle Royal had some issues that I saw that I talked about. Um, it was okay, though, and interesting. There were, and okay. the Kenny yeah. Williams, Cassius Ono thing, 
they just you knew where that was going. So it was <laughs> there wasn't a lot of drama surprise when you knew that Ono was going to win. So I'm going to give this week's a uh, C. All right. Okay. Let's move over now to this week's MLW Fusion. And boy, you know, they must have been in the week for oh. uh, things feeling weird because where they shot Fusion also had a weird vibe to it that just didn't seem like a, a regular MLW show. <laughs> Did you notice that they were in a place where the ring and the fans were quite a bit of difference, uh, like a space apart from each other? And usually Fusion... I did. Uh, it... You go on? Yep. No, I did Okay, well, usually MLW is shot in a, a smaller setting and gives you more intimate feel. It didn't feel so yep. intimate with this one. It felt kind of spread out. Um, they opened up with a stupid promo, of course, where people talking about, you know, um, about uh, Sammy Callahan being, you know, they even had a little tombstone with called him a beloved warthog or something stupid <laughs> like that. And I creepy, saw that. Creepy Jimmy Havoc and... Uh, uh, Selena both standing there, you know, being total smarky idiots. Um, and then we get when we had, a, I know we had a, yeah. a thing with Mance come out and talk about, you know, and it's true, you know, uh, Mance acted like you would, you know, he, he felt used, you know, Selena used him to get rid of Sammy. And, yeah. and of course, Mance should be upset by this because now Sammy was the one guy that was going to help him fight Selena's company. Now he's on his own again. So, yeah, I, I get mm-hmm. that. That made a lot of sense to me. Um, I got to tell you, not the opening match, this uh, Jordan Oliver, who looks like Eminem's skinny little brother, uh, beating um, one of the smallest wrestlers, that <laughs> Isaiah Velasquez, who gets beat up constantly. But this Jordan Oliver, man, what a goofy-looking skinny... Oh, he was terrible. And he made Until references to hanging old. out with... <laughs> he makes references to hanging out with... Uh, Rich Swan and what's the other idiot's name with the hair? Oh, Myron Reed. You know, with the referees. Oh, thing. Myron Reeves. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> not a fan of this match. This match um, it was hard to get into. It's hard to get into. No. Then we had a match. Which how can you even call this a match? Low key hits Tom Coffee and it's over. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. The third Coffee brother. Oh, they get worse. Okay. Yeah, the third Coffee brother. Um. Then they had, um, you know, a whole bunch of Contra stuff. Yep. I'm going to say that, uh, okay, I'll get it to the end. Let, let's get to the main event. The main event was Ross and Marshall Von Erich okay. teaming with Tom Lawler to taking on the Contra unit. Um, Lawler and the Von Erichs win. This was just a, I just didn't feel this match. It was just so chaotic. There were so many times where guys stopped and they looked, like stopped in the track, especially the Von Erichs. They would stop and like not know what they were supposed to be yep. doing next. They'd be looking around or, you know, there's just so many times where it was their inexperience really shone out in this. And uh, even with Tom. Oh, I was lost in this, in this yeah, match. It was very hard to follow. At the end, Tom Lawler comes in with a, I don't know what that was, like a plank or something. He hits Fatu over the head with it. Then he looks like he's not sure what he's supposed to do next with the rest of the plank, which was really awkward. Um I'm going to say this week's episode was probably one of the weakest uh, MLWs I've seen in a while. Um, the main event was very sloppy. And guys, uh, I don't think the Von Erics are ready for I know they're a big name, but I don't think they're ready for main event stuff. They need a lot of work. Um, Contra was kind of exposed a bit. Right. You know, This was finally their chance to be in a real match. And yeah. they didn't really seem like all that special out there. And even Lawler, their champion, looked really lost in this match. So it kind of gave me a bad taste this week for MLW. Uh, the Jordan Oliver match, terrible. 
and the low key thing was non-existent. Um, for me, I'm going to give this uh, the first time that I've not really enjoyed an MLW episode. I think ever since I've started this, I'm going to give this a D. Elio, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to give it a D because this, this, I'm giving it a D. This episode felt weird to me. It was yeah. that match. Uh, I was lost in that main event. Okay. Well, you know what, folks? This is a rare one for us, but let's see how. Our, did, did, did you get? Did you catch? Did you catch? Um. Again, uh, the 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 microphones picked up the language during the show. I'm like wow. Yeah. And uh, Simon Gotch got in the fans' face. Yeah. And I'm like wow. Yeah, that's a little unprofessional for sure. You never <laughs> see that stuff in WWE or Ring of Honor, but. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Let's go on to Ring of Honor. Maybe things will get better over there. ROH. So we open with NWA action. Yeah, in ROH. I can't believe I'm saying that <laughs> on, on an ROH uh, show. <laughs> Cold, the, Cold Commander defeated Mark Briscoe. And of course, uh, you know, uh, the Briscoes never travel around on their own. There was The other one's always behind. Um, so this match, uh, I don't know, what do you think about this match? I mean, you let's face it. I mean... No matter if they're good guys or bad guys, the Briscoes always give you a solid match. Mark's a really good contender. He's not as great as Jay sometimes, but, he, yeah. but he's solid. And Cole Cabana, he's been wrestling on yep. a pretty good keel this week, or just last this year. Um, exciting match. Um, but you know what? It, it was kind of a setup match for the uh, for Cole Cabana teaming with Nick Aldis to take on both of, uh, of the Briscoe brothers. So I think that's, you know... It served its point. It was an okay match, but I think it, it was more of a setup for something else. Then we have a Shane Taylor promo, which I don't care about because uh, I'm not a fan of Shane Taylor at all. Yeah, next. I forget he something. He said he wanted to be. He said he wanted to be called something. I don't know whatever. Uh, next, we have this, our squash match: Silas Young defeating El Hijo del Squid. Junior. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> this was terrible. I mean, Silas Young came out with uh, looking like Rocky. Yeah. Wearing this like robe. I'm like, okay. Yeah, this this. this but uh, so, yeah, life. We had lifeblood promo. We finally, see um, PJ Black officially joining the group. No, yeah, we knew that was coming, and then he's a good kid candidate. And in the main event, yeah. And in the main event, we had Jay Lethal defeating Kenny King, and the that series is uh, tied at one. Ah, uh, Kenny King. Even when you try, you suck. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I mean, even Jay Lethal couldn't make him look yeah. good. Um, and Lethal makes most people look great. Um, yeah. Yep. Let's just say this. You know what? This was a tough week of wrestling because I'm going to give this one a C, you know? It, it was pretty weak. It, it was, there's not, you know, no, no, sorry. I should say yeah. a C minus. I mean, it wasn't that much better than MLW, but it was a tiny bit. So I'm going to give it a C minus. Okay. I'm going to go with the C minus because, and that squash match, I can't believe they're doing that on TV. Like, I know it's like mocking Jonathan Gresham and stuff, but it's just terrible. Yeah. And you know what, folks, obviously this has been a rough week for wrestling for us because not only did we have no New Japan, which is usually some great wrestling, but this week MLW having a <laughs> very poor week, ROH having a poor week, NXT UK having a half-ass week. So definitely WWE NXT UK <laughs> is going to win the, the race. You know what, Elio? I've decided we should try and do what uh, the fans uh, or what they do at POV. Uh, let's track from now on. The winners of each week, okay? So this week, 
Uh, the number one vote. You know, it sounds like a good idea. Okay. Yep. This week, the number one vote definitely goes first place. will have to go to the NXT UK brand. The second place to ROH. Okay. And the third place to MLW. So, fans, if you disagree with how we saw this week's wrestling matches, by all means, uh, write us in. Tell us. Tell us maybe we missed something. Maybe we're not seeing something the way you saw it. We're interested. We want to know what your point of view is. Now, fans, now it's kind of, you know, it's like we've just been eating a big meal. We've eaten lots of meat. We've had some potatoes and some gravy. And now we need a mint. We need a mint to clear our palate. And that mint this week is the book of shame. Are you ready? Oh, no. I am never ready. Open that book. Let's do this. (laughs) Okay, so our first entry is Ace Austin. (sighs) Dime Store Magician. Still in, buddy. I don't even have... This week, folks, I don't even have the anger in me <laughs> to yell in front of, of him. Ace, you're just in. Okay, man. Magic sucks. You turned 12 years ago. Get over it. Then, then, then we have El Hill de Los Angeles Park. Wow. Um, <laughs> all I can say is wow. I mean, why would you want to dress like a jumping bean? Um, why would you want to dress like a Christmas <laughs> elf? I, I don't know. Is that supposed to be scary in any then we have, I'm dying. Then, then we have we have the very first entry into the bulk facade. No facade. You're in there, Bud. We didn't see you at Wrestle this week, so we don't have any updates on you. You're still in the book. Next. We have that word. Next. That he with it stays F. next. And we have Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc. Wow. You <laughs> managed to get even creepier and creepier each time I see you. This week on MLW... Dressed in a suit, you were probably the creepiest I've ever seen you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> then we have Kenny King. Kenny King. You know what? I can't get mad at you, Kenny King. You're so damn boring to watch. I just fall asleep. <laughs> I, I, right now, you know what? Just because you said the yeah, name I'm Kenny so... King, I'm starting to yawn. Next. Oh, no. I'm a bad man Fulton. <laughs> he actually wrestled last week on, on or this week on uh, Impact. Mm, he's not as horrible as I thought he would be. Oh, no. But he's still. Sometimes you judge by the company you keep. <laughs> Sammy Callahan is the worst company. Next. And then we have Miguel Cole. You know what? I'm going to be charitable and nice this week. Miguel Cole has not insulted me in two weeks. Let's take him out of the book this week. Okay. But, Miguel Cole, you are out of the book. But do you know, that doesn't mean you can't go back in the book. <laughs> Next. Next, we have Nigel McGinnis. Oh, now I'm starting to get mad. <laughs> Nigel McGinnis, you know all the things I said about you, brother. You're staying in the book. And we have... Sammy Callahan with three asterisks. Sammy, luckily, I didn't see you this week, so you didn't do anything gross. Um, let's keep where you are. Three asterisks, you're still in. Okay, three asterisks. Okay. Then we have Casey, the updater. We haven't seen her. You know what? If we don't see her in another... Oh, or did no, we? No, we did not. If we don't see her in the next two weeks, we'll just quietly remove her from the book. But if her and her horrible okay. acting comes up again, she stays in the book for good. Then we have the Christ Brothers. Oh my lord. They're just so terrible. So terrible. I watched one of the Chris take on Tessa Blanchard this week and he lost. Oh I was I, I was uh, I saw that um why on the on the preview there. on the website. Um yeah the, the Was it as bad as I thought it would be? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um the Chris stay in. Next. <laughs> then we have the hunt. Oh my god. Are you killing me here, Elio? Um, these cartoons are going to be in there for a long time, I think. <laughs> they, they stay. Next. And the last entry is Tommy Dreamer. <sighs> Tommy Dreamer. Wow. 
I just ate something mm. earlier and I already want to puke. I, I hate you, Tommy Dreamer. That's all I'm going to say. You stay in the book. You stay because I hate you. Next. Or do we have any? Hey, do we have any entries? I'm trying to think. No. Nah, nah, nah. It was a week. It was a well, week, week of wrestling. Week, week. Two different weeks. One with an E, one with an A. I was going to put uh, that uh, Vic Joseph uh, commentator in there for using that word that begins with F, but I don't know. Let's give him one more week. You know, we, what do you well, think? Should we put him in no, there? No, no, no. We'll give him a week because we gave Nigel two weeks. And he continued to do it. Yeah. So give Nigel. We- you're you're on watch, Vic Joseph. You're on watch. We're watching you, man. Our our book hand is is aching to put you in. So you better watch yourself, brother. And we'll let Matt Tabin's uh, comment comments slide this week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, the Book of Shame. Oh, the most ridiculous, anger-inducing, pathetic wannabes that are out there in the world of wrestling who annoy us, piss us off, put us to sleep, <laughs> anything that's not good. They end up in the Book of Shame. Nobody in there this week, so be thankful. We let Miguel Cole out this week. Let's hope that little yep. rag puppet learns his lesson and we don't have to deal with him again. <laughs> well, folks, you know what? It's been a great it's been a great time. Elio, thank you for tuning in with me this week. Uh, we've got – you know what? Enjoy this quick little week off of, and of New Japan Wrestling because, man, G1's coming up in two weeks and we are going to be all over the G1. And uh, – uh, let's see how our picks go next week. We're going to take a look at uh, Block B of the tournament. Uh, we will have a mm-hmm. five-minute interview with Teddy Hart. And uh, mm-hmm. tell the folks how they can get this show, where they can find us to send letters. And also, folks, tune in on this same network and platform you're listening to now to listen to our sister show, Wrestling POV, where they cover all of the nonsense that is the WWE. If I had my way and they were part of what we covered, I'm sure the entire WWE would almost be in our book. But tell tell the people what they need to know about <laughs> social media. All right. So you can, you can find us at Wrestling POV Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram at Wrestling POV1, and on Twitter at Wrestling POV and WPOV at and WPOV Global can be found at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. What about Snapchat? Can they find our show on Snapchat? Probably <laughs> not. I don't think so. Wrong snap. Think wrong Snapchat. Okay, darn, darn. Now these <laughs> young kids aren't going to listen. All right. Anyway, folks. Um, snap. <laughs> put your pants back on, Elio. That's not the time and place. Is that even a thing anymore? I have no idea. I never knew when it was a thing. I'm an old man. <laughs> what the hell do I know about social media? <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> folks, we want to thank all of you for tuning in. Thank you all across North America, the U.S. and Canada, Puerto Rico. Thank you for all the fans we've been getting in Europe and Asia. Thank you for Hong Kong, Germany, Italy, England, and yes, even our great friends out in Soviet Russia. Man builds tractor. Anyways, we love you all. Uh, just drop us a note and uh, keep watching indie wrestling because it's it's got some great stuff out there and we're we're going to scour the world we're going to keep looking around for the best things elio i've had a great night i've been your host the legend tj Logan. i'm saying good night and elio say good night to the fine people all right fans we will talk to you all next week